don't touch anything. We've had enough technical difficulties. All right, let's go. <laughs> Take five. We're ready to roll now. Yeah. So let's hear a whopper, man. You keep well, sending me all these pictures, and you're yeah, like making uh, me want to come to Maine Bear Company. So I want to hear a good one. The one that you know that really stands out this year was um, this was a 400 pound bear, but it was a 10 and a half hour deal with this bear, oh. and uh, one of the smartest bears by far I've ever dealt with. But you know, we started the track; it's pretty cold track, probably seven, eight hour old track. And uh, my Reba dog, little English dog, she um, trailed this thing up really hardly barked at all cold track and she got down next to a stream and she went straight up to bay like i don't know if she found the thing better to what but so this bear he crossed a, a pretty good sized stream and went into a, a great big chunk of ground that um you know it's probably three miles long two miles wide and it's just a shithole it's all just swamp <laughs> bog stuff you can hardly crawl through and he went into there and 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 bait up and would move a little bit bay up. So um, I had this fellow son of me before. It's actually um, Jim Shockey's. He's been on more hunts with Jim Shockey than any of Shockey's clients. And he lives right here in Maine. Great guy though. But anyway, so I told him, I said, Kenny, we got to get in there and try to kill this thing on the ground. So we, you know, we wade across this stream up to our waist in water and we begin to hike in and uh, we get in there and the you know, we never saw the bear, but he just moved off. And so anyway, the bear did this for seven hours. <laughs> oh, geez. With one dog on and this dog held him the whole time. And he would, he'd bay up and he'd let us get within about 50 yards and then he'd just move off. But he'd bay up and stuff that, I mean, you literally, you'd have to be three feet from him to see him. Sure. So finally about 2.30 in the afternoon, I was able to get two more dogs with her. and. Um, that made the bear move a little more you know he'd bay up but he wouldn't he wouldn't stay so long i mean at one point that one dog held him for like an hour and 20 minutes never moved oh, and um but with the three dogs he, he'd move he might bay up for five minutes keep moving but finally we got him he got back down next to that stream and he actually crossed it again so i said well there's a little hope now we get him in a little better piece of woods and then he went up and he they bait him next to a uh, like a old snowmobile trail and i knew if we went in like straight on to him that he just go back across the stream because i've done sure. this so much for these bears on the ground that you can't like you can't go behind them and kill them they just they'll stay 50 yards 100 yards ahead of you all day long and they just know so we anyway we made a loop and we got behind him and we pushed him across this trail and then he was in between that trail and like a main logging road and i knew you know i knew this bear i'm like he's not going to cross any main logging roads so we just stayed in there on foot Mind you, now at this point, we've been on foot for like nine hours. A and this, full day. This guy's, this guy's a big dude, too. I mean, a couple of times I thought he was like going to stroke out on me. He was, <laughs> he was pretty well cooked. And But anyway, we we stayed on foot and the dogs worked the bear. And, you know, it's like 430 and they finally they're coming back like the bear's headed back to the stream. And um, we, we got lined up with him and, uh, you know, the bear saw us like the same time we saw him. We could just his head popped out like out of the jack furs. And, Kenny, he said right there, and I go shoot him, and he shot, and he flattened him right there. But it was that was one of the the most epic, you know, like all day affair, just on foot, just dealing with this bear and earning you know, that money. You're earning yeah, that was, money, Paul. It, it felt like a big accomplishment to kill him. You know, we were like, man, we we earned that one. So, and he was a like I said, he was we weighed and him, he was 400 pounds on the spot. So yeah, and that's big a good old bear, bear, big old battle scar in his head. You know, it was a it was quite a hunt. So. 
you guys get much for like color phase bears up there? Are they pretty no, much they're all straight up black. We get some, you know, with white blazes on their chest, but pretty much all black. But 400 is pretty good compared to, you know, the average bear out there, isn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, the, you know, I, I try to target those bigger male bears for sure. But, um, you know, we had another one this year that was, I called him 460. We were way in the woods, so we packed him out. But after looking at that 400 pounder, I was like, no, that bear was probably 500. He was, you know, just a big old slob. But we get, you know, this year we we did kill some, quite a number of, you know, those bigger bears, three to 400 pound bears, which are good bears for sure. Yeah, they're good bears anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's crazy because, you know, out here, we can't run dogs, obviously, where I live. But, you know, you can still kill three bears a year if you draw your spring tap. You know, you can right. hunt bears hard. And as long as you can get on the feed, you know, you're pretty successful. Right. The other day, my buddy and I, we were packing out a buck that he had killed. And, you know, we're getting to a resting spot. and We're just kicking back. I mean, we ate lunch, you know, and we're just being, just talking, you know, like normal. And we both kicked back, you know, taking a little rest. I heard something behind me. And I just rolled over, like slow motion, maybe steel. I don't know. I just... <laughs> focused in and i'm like crap there's a bear right there you know he's probably 100 maybe 75 to 100 yards away but they sneak in there so stinking quiet you know yeah. if you're not watching them on the feed when they're moving he was way too fast just moving through the country you know i could right. catch up to him but you know it was a pretty decent bear because in our mountains you know they're not near as big as they are in other places like a 200 pounder you wouldn't dare pass up no right chance. That's right. that's more, you know, the bears we kill, the bait hunters, you know, they'll kill the bears, you know, even smaller than that quite often. But, you know, with the baits, those those bears come in um, in daylight and those big bears, they, you know, a lot of those big bears we kill have been wounded and shot. You know, they they know the gig. And that's why we do get them with dogs, because they'll come in at, you know, midnight or two in the morning. And, and then with the cameras, of course, that helps us. to. So know. do you run your dogs off of the bait? that you set yeah. for the still hunters yeah well you know when we get into dog season we you know i have certain areas where we dog hunt that yeah we can still bait you know right up until the end so that's nice. that does help to that allows us to target you know those bigger bears for sure for sure because you're not just kind of you know sometimes of course we rig them and sometimes we walk them in you know up on the mountaintops if they're into the feed but yeah. um certainly if they're coming to the baits you can you know, you you eliminate a lot of the you know running the small ones or messing with sows with cubs. You can you can kind of target those bigger bears that way. Yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, as far as like natural feed and the the competition there with your bait sites, I know like some places it's hard because there's a ton of natural feed and it's well, just it is that come in. Yeah, that really dictates our success, especially with the bait hunting. Because if you get a year like last year. The, there was like no natural feed so we we whacked them pretty good with with the bait hunters and some bigger bears too yeah. but on a year when there's a lot of natural feed man it's it's tough to they'll you'll get pictures of them just like walking by like checking okay there's bait here but i don't need to eat it type of thing right. or you know opportunistic just hit it on the way by and never come back yeah and they'll you know eat a little bit but you know on a year when there's not much natural feed, man, you can't lug enough bait, but it, it, so that really dictates our success for sure. What, uh, what are they feeding on over there? What's their natural feed base? Oh, this it's endless. Yeah. I mean, acorns, beech nuts, uh, raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, sarsaparilla berries. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Winnaberries, they're eating those right now. Um, cranberries, blueberries. I might already said that one. I don't know, but uh, apples. It's just there's a ton of feed here, it's and that's that's kind of regional to where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, other parts of the state, there's not so much natural feed, but we we have a ton of it here. I mean, they they certainly have plenty to eat. Yeah. What was your acorn crop or acorn? Clay will probably tell me I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> there are acorns around here. We call them acorns too. Uh, not many this year. We actually walked them out this morning and, you know, pretty spotty. And um, there's some beech nuts, which the bears love the beech nuts. That's the big, big food source for them. But they're not. Uh, two years ago, we had more beech nuts than I think I've ever seen. This year, there's some. It's like an every other year thing. Yeah. Uh, with the beech nuts. But it's uh, there's some around and there'll be bears out. You know, those younger males will stay out through November. Um but two years ago, I was cat hunting, seeing bear tracks as late as January 9th, which is Holy moly. unheard of here. Unheard of, you know. But there was just so many beech nuts. They just stayed out and kept eating. Yeah. Well, yeah. It makes makes sense to me. If there's still food to be eaten, I mean, they're, they're scraping get it, yeah. for every last bit. <laughs> yep. So I guess I could introduce you. I mean, people might know your voice from the previous podcast, but we got <laughs> Paul Laney with me today. Buddy is off. I think he said he was stacking hay bales for some kind of maze for the Halloween festival for his kids. So that sounds like a sorry, good time. sorry, he couldn't make it this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So for people who don't know where you're at, it, you're coming to us from your new lodge. You guys just acquired recently, right? Yeah. When was that? Uh, we t- Well, we took over January 1st. Um, yeah. It's called Grand Lake Lodge. It's right on uh, West Grand Lake, which is a 14,000 acre lake here in uh, down east maine we call it um it's you know great it's one of the homes to uh landlocked salmon in the state which is a big fishery and lake trout and stuff like that so yeah it's a it's a wonderful place the six cabins we have and um you know i've always had my eye on this place and then the timing was right everything worked out yeah everything lined up on that one so um yeah it's been uh you know it's a lot of work but it's uh it's a good thing long term for sure yeah. So I've been you... lodging my hunters here for years anyway. So now you, you know, just get to keep your own money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Smart man. Yeah. So like in the off season, you do fishing, guided fishing trips too, right? Yep. I guide fishing from the time the ice goes out in April until come July 1st. That's when our training season starts. So I get a little squirrely then and I really don't want to go fishing anymore. I'm kind Shift of one years. Yeah, I want to be in the woods then and <laughs> getting ready for bear season and you know training the dogs and whatnot. So for sure, which I get I get bored with the fishing thing pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know around here. It's always you can't wait for April because it's turkey season and there's nothing else to do. So you go turkey hunting, and then you know every, you're just waiting for every season to roll around and it just holds you over until you're running dogs. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way. Like you know, it's. When the ice goes out, it is cool. It's like, you know, everything's happening and the people are coming fishing and it's great for a while. And then, you know, you get later into June, it starts getting a little hotter and it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Getting close. Yeah. And you had a pretty crazy season though. I mean, you, obviously you caught a ton of bears, but you got on some tough ones this year. It sounded like. This was Jason. It was hands down the roughest year I've ever had with the, you know, with the, with dogs getting hurt. And I lost one of the best dogs I've ever owned. Molly, she got killed by a bear right at my feet too. It was, it was a rough one, but I mean, we, with the dogs, we killed 
like 25 bears and I don't think we treated five of them. It was just the bears just wanted to stay on the ground. They wanted to walk and fight. And it's, uh, you know, some of it's the terrain here where, where I hunt. It's, you know, I've hunted all over the state and this is by far the roughest, you know, it's just super, super thick mm-hmm. and it's full of water and streams and all that. So the bears, you know, they tend to stay on the ground here more than anywhere else in the state anyway, and probably more than most places in the country, really. Um, <laughs> Cause it's, it's just not open. It's so thick, but, um, so the, you know, the, most of the bears we're dealing with, and like I mentioned earlier, I like to target those bigger male bears. And I had this conversation with a buddy of mine a couple of weeks ago. And I told him, I said, I'm like a friggin' drug addict. You know, I like, mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Like I know, okay, we're going to go after this big bear. And you just know, like shit can go wrong and, yeah. and someone's going to likely get hurt. And but I just, it's one of those things. Like I have a love hate relationship with, with uh bear hunting with hounds i love it but i hate the fact when the dogs get hurt yeah but it's just i don't know it's something about you getting in there with the you know you're working with the dogs you're on your feet the bear's on the ground it's it's pretty pure you know like hunting with hounds for bears for sure you know you're it's you're working with your dog it is it's not like you know they run out in tree and everybody sings kumbaya and everything's great but right. when you're when you're on on your feet in the woods and trying to kill a bear with a hunter that sometimes isn't really capable of all that. Yeah. It, I would it imagine really that's changes huge dynamics because, because then you're, you know, your dogs are at risk. That I think would be one of the hardest parts for me because I've got a, a couple of friends that guide and I've heard some real horror stories as far as just not having somebody there that is capable of handling the situation. Yeah. You know, like when it's a big bear, like you're saying, and you have somebody there that might not be ready for that situation. I mean, you're putting the faith in a hunter and that's gotta be hard with your dogs. Cause I'm, you know, yeah, we had one guy this year that broke that he broke down. He's like, I can't do this. He he had shot at the bear, I think like three times and missed it. And finally he just broke down. He's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Really? Yeah. We'd pull the dogs, but, um, you know, the, you just got to really, I've learned, you got to really be in control of, and, and stay calm. Like, yeah, you know, you stay calm and, and really call, you know, I tell the hunters, like, I, I'm going to call the shot. I'm going to tell you when to shoot. And that's when you shoot. And I, and I tell them now, especially after like Molly got killed, I'm like, you shoot him in the head. Like, yeah. End it. You know, there's no, cause you can't, if you got three or four dogs on the bear and they're five feet from him, and they, they, the hunter shoots and the bear goes down, the dogs, you know, they're going to dive in. Yeah. And it's not like you can be there and pull them back before sure. the shot. And no, uh, that's, that's what happened with you know. That's too bad. <clears throat> yeah. You know, luckily, I mean, obviously I haven't bear hunted years um, since we couldn't do it in California. So we, what they lost it in 12. And, you know, luckily, I mean, very limited situations where dogs got hurt. You know, we right. were really lucky for a lot of years um so it's like you just kind of take it for granted yeah i've never had a dog that really got hurt horrible except for you know maybe like they stepped on a glass bottle and i had to stitch (laughs) a foot up you know stupid stuff like man-made stuff is what i had more problems with than anything right but you know i guess i was kind of ignorant to surroundings up there you know i just think of the great (laughs) you're in the great northeast it's all the same but i had no idea that the cover there yeah Everybody talks about this Western hunting, you know, and a lot of the guys out east, it's it's a Western hunting. It's romanticized in a way that it's it's just different, right? For a Western hunter, and I've been, you know, to Montana, I've hunted Oregon, you know, I've been 
Idaho. It is so crazy to me, the cover that you guys have out there. I mean, it, it yeah. is so thick. I remember you sending pictures and saying that they don't tree that many, you know, they're mainly on the ground. And I think I wrote back, well, that's because you don't have any trees big enough to hold a bear. You yeah, know, everything I mean, it just looks like a bamboo forest in a lot of those spots. Yeah, it's it's nasty, you know, and that's I think obviously that's why they do stay on the ground. They'll and that's mm -hmm. the problem with dealing with them on the ground like that. There's just no room for error. So, yeah. you know, when the bear decides to turn and go after the dog, you know, there's nowhere for a dog to go. So that's kind of goes to why, like my when I breed dogs and make my crosses with my dogs, like brains is by far my number one thing I look for. For sure. You, you gotta have a dog that's that's smart and can respect the bear and know how to work it. <laughs> you get mm -hmm. dogs that are diving in all the time and they're just, you know, long times don't last. You're, you're constantly stapling them up or you know, eventually they're gonna get it. Mm -hmm. You know, the staples aren't gonna save them, type of thing. So so are you do you have pups right now that you're gonna be working for next season or yep, I actually so that Molly dog that got killed. I bred she was her young too, wasn't she? Six. She oh, I thought she was like four or five. No, she was six, but this so I had this male plot. Well, none of my dogs are real pure. The his plot <laughs> they're brindle. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had some Van Johnson dog blood in him too. So anyway, he was a great dog captain. He was six as well. So I bred him to Molly in the summer and um, pups were born like July 2nd. He died like July 11th cancer. Oh, wow. And then, and then she got killed, you know, back here during bear season, but I had 10 pups out of, out of that cross, which wow. um, I kept two and I placed the rest in real, real good, you know, hard hunters you know guys that will hunt the crap out of them and um so i have high hopes for them but you know it's like geez those pups are orphans already <laughs> they, yeah uh, that's you know? horrible but at least you got something i mean that's yeah, my I biggest was, fear I got lucky you know and i just it was a just a crazy thing i stopped at the house one day for a second and she was like backed up with her tail in the air like facing him and i didn't know she was in heat I'm like, oh, hey. she's standing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'll throw them in the kennel together. I threw them in literally two minutes. They were locked up. I was like, well, damn. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, and he's produced, that dog had produced some great pups for me. You know, some of my young stuff that's really cranking is out of him. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, these, these pups are, you never know, but they, they should be good. Yeah. In theory. Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, they got the right stuff behind them, you know. It's just like, you know, I breed good to good, good traits to good traits is what I do, and I don't care. Right. She was a, she was an English dog, I guess. Mm -hmm. You'd say I think she had some Walker in her too, and like I said, he was he was uh, half plot and half English essentially. So sure. And so how many how many dogs have you hunted out of that line? I, I mean, is that a continuation of stuff you've been working on for a long time? Well, see, this. Uh, kind of a long backstory maybe but captain was out of uh this dog cash i had who was probably the best bear dog i've ever owned he was out of the Susie dog i had who we killed over 200 cats with so oh, wow it is there's some good stuff there for sure but there's a quick good story on where captain came from so cash we run the bear late season like this october and i was running this van johnson bred dog also and we had a bear caught on the ground she was in heat. I knew it, but I she was in there. So anyway, we go into you this do what you got to do, right? Sometimes yeah, trying to get this bear. It was my last hunt of the year. Trying to get this bear killed. <laughs> we go into the bay up. All the dogs take off, and uh, I didn't hear Cash go. I'm like, what the heck? And I could see him on the GPS. He's like, 
60 feet away and he's showing tree not moving. I'm like, shit, he must have got hurt. So we go over there and he's locked right onto that dog. Oh no. And he I had told the the hunter like we went to dinner the night before and he was talking about how great Cash was. And I go, Yeah, he's a great dog. I go, every once in a while he screws up. And I go, You always know it because he always like he'll turn his head and he won't look at you. Yeah. And I looked at him, I'm like, Cash, what are you doing? And he just turned his head won't even look that yet. <laughs> but anyway, we we ended up treeing that bear like a half mile later and, and we we were getting ready to shoot it and, and those two came running in all happy and jumped up on the tree and, oh man this is the best tree of his life probably oh yeah <laughs> so that's where this captain dog came from i had um i kept two out of that litter captain and another one named fenwick who was the hunter's last name on that trip and that fenwick dog got killed by a bear at like nine months old um he was they were both just cranking dogs right out of the gate and so that uh that was the story on those pop. That's awesome. So it's not like, you know, it was a, a fluke, you know, as far as like this has got cat and bear dogs in the same line, which yeah, a lot of guys really keep them separate. I know there's a lot that hunt the same dogs, but what kind of, I mean, do you find it hard to get them to slow down when you start running the cats after running those bears? Well, I kind of, you know, I, I pick and choose on that deal. Like I can usually tell pretty quick when they're young um if they got it to be a cat dog sure because <laughs> some of them are just like you said they're too <laughs> they're head high and they just want to fly so break it down what like... is it you what does paul laney look for when you're looking for a cat prospect you know or that dog that has the ability to do both what are the big things that you look for uh, number one brains um you know the dog's got to be smart and it's got to be able to handle a track um and not overrun it all the time and that's you get these dogs that want to run head high and yeah. keep overrunning the track. I'm like, all right, you're going to be a bear dog. And mm-hmm. they'll, you know, they'll make good bear dogs, but the dog's got to be able to, you know, handle that track. Some dogs that can run the air are good when these cats are circling tight. Sure. But they still got to be able to, you know, when that cat figure eights and jumps out of the circle and does all that stuff, a dog's got to be able to figure that out. Um, so, you know, you don't hear, you don't necessarily need a fast dog for cats. You You need a steady dog though. Sure. These cats will get in that same thick stuff the bears run in, and they'll just screw around, circle, circle, circle. And if a dog can keep constant pressure on them, you know they don't last long. But sure. A dog keeps making a loss, and the cat just keeps he can go catch his breath. Oh yeah. And I don't care how fast the dog can run, but if he loses for two minutes and that cat can go out there and catch his breath, it's going to take him a while to get caught back up again. So. Yeah, for sure. So my grandpa used to always tell us when we were racing, slow, smooth, smooth is fast, you know, and with the dogs, yeah. that's just it, you know, like out here, I I like a dog to pick its head up and run, right? but we're not hunting like that, where you got to put your nose down and work, and right. it's, I was just going to ask you about the, the uh, conditions for cat hunting. So you yeah. really are running them in the same stuff as those bears. That's oh yeah, big. that's that, and that's exactly where the cats. So are you couldn't eating. really run fast if you want. I mean, really, there's no way for a dog to break out and run from what I've seen here. No, no, because the cats won't. They'll live in that, that the thickest, nastiest stuff there is. That's where they're going to be. I mean, that's where we look for them. But like that Susie dog I had, I mentioned we killed over 200 cats with. She wasn't fast at all, but that dog would never make a loss. You know, yeah. she just, oh, 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 and she would just grind them down. You know, you'd put fast dogs in with her and they'd go steaming by her and they'd make a loss and she'd just roll through like nothing going on and just keep that grinding down. And pretty soon she's she had her bait up. 
Yeah. So you bay the cats on the ground too? Oh yeah. And we're talking yeah, bobcats. I should, tree one. I should clarify that. We are talking bobcats, right? <laughs> yeah, we switch gears. Yeah. yeah. So really, I I don't know. Yeah, we uh if we kill, you know, say 16, that's usually what with hunters, that's about how many hunters I take a winner. So say we kill 16 cats, we might tree two. Really? The rest are all bait up. Yep. And not like in a hole, like out here, we might put them in a hole or in a corner. No, these will just bay up in that thick stuff. And, the, and like, they will, you know, it's a cat. They can climb any tree, right. obviously. They just don't but want they to. No, they just stay on the ground. That's wild. That'd be really cool because I see some of these videos guys put up where they're just walking up to a cat, babe. And I'm like, that is nuts. We would never see that out here. Like, yeah. I've just never seen it. Yeah. No, it's to- it's different. That's for sure. You know, that's what when I went out west, I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, I'd like to run a few cats out here and these ones and see what would happen. You know, I know we cause... need to do an exchange program. Yeah, <laughs> we need to switch coast <laughs> for a trip. So, do you? Which one do you like running better, the bears or the cats? Oh, the cats, hundred percent. That's my passion. Like, I'm a cat hunter. If I if there was one thing I could do, that's all I'd do. Bears I would literally run build. cats 365 <laughs> days a year if I could. Yeah, just because yeah, you know it's it's a challenge, and you know, yeah, your dog might get scratched up a little bit, but you're not going to have dogs get killed, cat on not bobcats, sure lions do that to them. But. So I guess maybe I'll back up a little bit, and we'll make this a full circle because you had said that big bear that you guys killed, that 400 pounder, he was one of the smarter bears you've ever trained. Yeah. So when you when you say that, you know, I think of the tricks cats pull out here. You know, they'll loop and they'll walk back on their tracks and, you know, over logs. Do you, what would you say like that bear, as far as being the smarter one that you ran, you mean just by being road wary and knowing where his comfortable boundary was, like where he could run the show versus where he might put himself out for yeah, just a shot? Like where, where, yeah, it, well, that and where he'd stop, he, he'd like, he'd go into one of those places that you literally couldn't see three feet. And that's where he'd. I'm assuming he would just lay down, mm-hmm. you know, and the and the dog would bay him and work him right there. But but he'd let us. I mean, we'd walk for half a mile, you know, and then we're like, all right, we're getting there. We're right there. We're right there. And we'd get within. He'd let us get, you know, sometimes 75 yards, sometimes maybe 50 yards, and then yeah. he'd just leave. We never saw that bear all day till we killed. Him. Really? Never laid eyes on him. No, and then just. So, like on a cat, though, what kind of tricks are they pulling on you? Are they doing the same thing since they bay up? Just finding a place that's hard to get. No, to? when they when the cats bait up, they're done. When they I, don't when the break dogs, and run on you, they, they might. But at that point, they're done. They might go fifty yards, or hundred yards, or something. They might make a few more circles. But it, when the at that point, when the dogs have caught them, they're out of gas. You know, they've yeah. they've they've gassed them out, and they're they're done. So, but, I mean, you guys have a ton of water out there. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing I noticed. Do they play that to their advantage? Or do they oh, yeah. Oh, they, the, the cats. You mean the cats or the bears? The cats. Yeah, they the glare ice is their big trick. You know, they'll... Define they'll glare this, ice for us Westerners. <laughs> well, so it's ice that the snow is blown off or there's no snow on. Oh, okay, just bare ice. So, so you might have like a, say, a stream or I don't know what you guys call them out there. Creek, anyway, creek whatever. Creek, creek, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, froze over, might whatever a couple feet of ice on it but if there's just a it might be 90 percent covered with snow but if there's a ribbon of just glare ice mm-hmm. those cats will go right down that and the dogs they can't smell on that ice they, oh yeah 
So they'll the cats will do that all the time on us. They'll go for ice. They know. Like when the wind blows a drift and it just kind of clears yep. that ice off, they'll find that, yep. travel it. Yep. Or even, you know, or like if the, you know, if it's, you know, moving water and it's barely skimmed over, they'll get on that little just, you know, inch ice, half inch ice, and they'll walk that and or whatever, just That's to lose crazy. the dogs. Yeah. I've actually had them run railroad tracks, run down steel railroad ties for like 200 yards. Oh, yeah. On the steel. Yep. You know, they're smart. Yeah, they are smart. It's crazy. You know, and for us, like, we don't get that much ice. At least right. I, I mean, stuff hardly ever freezes over. But that can get kind of dangerous, can it? I mean, do you have to be oh, careful yeah. certain times of year? Because, oh, yeah. You know, I've been uh, I've been swimming a few times. <laughs> yeah. What about it, dogs? I've uh, I lost way years ago, 25 years ago. One of the, it was the first good cat dog I had. I lost him through the ice on a little stream, you know, early, early in the winter, trying to run early in December. Um, mm-hmm. And I know a lot of guys, you know, it's, ha- it's common <clears throat> more so with the coyotes, the guys that run coyotes, it, it happens to them quite a bit also. Yeah. Cause they kind of go there to bay up usually, don't they? Or, or the coyotes. I mean, they'll take right off out across the lake, and, you know, maybe or just, just wide over the night before. Yeah. And <clears throat> they, you know, that's common, but because we, we do, we have a ton of water up here. You know, so it's everything kind of kind of goes to that, you know, when you're hunting sure. for sure. So going into like next season, you got a bit of a break right now, right? Until June. You yeah, said well, I got some deer hunters coming up um, in November, but not many. I don't do a lot of it. But And then uh, our cat season starts December 1st, but we don't get a lot of running. We don't get much snow here until around Christmas. Sure. So depending on what happens, I may go out west and try to run lions a little bit or if we get snow here, I'll just stay home. I don't want to pay for all that Biden diesel fuel, you know? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know. I filled <laughs> up the truck the other night about crap, man. Because yeah. I've never, I have never been one to look at gas prices. I just don't right. care because I'm going to buy it either way. It doesn't matter. Right. I need the gas. But I went to fill up the truck the other day. I'm like, okay, this is a little ridiculous. You know, it was like a hundred. 20 bucks or whatever to fill yeah. it. It's like, well, I'm going to burn through half of that tonight trying to find something to run. <laughs> right. So where are you thinking about coming out this way? Uh, Probably Colorado or possibly Montana, but something like that. Just yourself for a fun run? Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, it's one of those things like I just, something I really want to do. <laughs> Have you, you never done it before out this way? No, we, we went out and um, tried to run a couple of years ago, but there was no snow and trying to do it like in March and bare ground and just, That's you know, yeah. And I'm, you know, I don't know what I'm doing either. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In new area, not knowing what you're doing, it can make it pretty tough. Yeah. It's one of those, like anything you got to figure it out. So Yeah. So how going into like next season, you're going to get through this year, cat season's coming, but training puppies coming into next year. I mean, what's your pack look like? Because I know losing Molly was a big one, so it's still good. I mean, you know, I lost her, and we were just, you know, October here, we were banging out, you know, like four bears in three days, and the dogs were, jeez, they were, you know, they come to the, they came to the front, you know, and really did did their job. I, you know, I still got a, uh, what do we have, sixteen hounds, you know, big dogs, so I still have plenty of dogs, and so you got twenty, <laughs> yeah, but. The hard part of here is like a good start dog, and and she was it. You know that dog would, she could start a eight ten hour old track for me, and really, 
it's like here, you know, the way we can run off baits with the cameras and all that, <clears throat> you got to have a good start dog to get that bear on his feet. And then sure. from there, it's not so hard, you know, then you just pack dogs, you're, you know, you're hot track dumping them and they're putting the heat to him. Right. Um, but to get one started is sometimes the hard part. And, you know, I, I got a couple, well, one, my Reba dog is, she's as good as any dog I've ever had at starting tracks and i get a couple other ones that will start but you know yeah. molly was one of the better ones for sure so and she was all, all around you know she's she'd stick a bear all day and you know she was fast she could do it all so. that's what we were uh who was it i think i was talking with ross elwing because we were talking about them running off of baits out there and and not having to rig dogs really you know like check baits and the challenges that come from that because you got bears just coming in there and milling for hours sometimes. Right. And then you got to have a dog that can sort that out when you've well, got a sloth of, you know, 100, 100 yards of woods that just smell like bear from all well, night. Well, that and you also have coons and coyotes and fisher. Everything's coming to those bait sites. Oh, that's right. You guys got fishers out there. Oh, yeah. They're cool, oh, too. They'll give you a good run. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so you so you got everything coming. You know, you might have a good bear there at two in the morning, but there's been a coyote camped out there for the last three hours, and you're like, I mean, knock on wood, my dog's pretty pretty damn straight. But right, you know, you you try not to set them up for failure either. Yeah, no kidding. You know, so you got all that going on, and like you said, sometimes you think, oh, okay, the bear was just here, like. 20 minutes ago this is great but it's it's not always great because that track's so hot going both ways right you know they can because they don't they're in and out a lot they don't stay they don't just come in and stay there they'll mm -hmm. come in for 10 minutes and feed and then they'll go off and they might come back two hours later and so they're in and out and a lot of times that dog's got to figure out where the last out was sure which, which might be you know 800 yards out somewhere he might have been traveling the same trail in and out and at some point he's broke off and the dog's got to, you know, you got to have, like I said, brains. That's to me is that's the, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the only way they can figure that out. Cause you know, you think about it, you kick a dog loose on a track. If you don't know which way it's going and they're just picking a direction. Right. The difference from five feet to your left and five feet to your right is nothing. You know, that right. track smells the same for, for quite yeah. a while. I think, I mean, that's just, Oh yeah. Thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I got, one of my other start dogs there, Lily, she's a little plot and <clears throat> she's a good dog, but I've noticed whether, you know, I think she just, you know, she'll circle around there and she's going to hit a track that she likes and she's going to go with it, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think it's always the right way. Like <laughs> Reba will, she, um, I don't know. She's just got a knack. You watch her on a Garmin. It's so cool. Like if she gets to a little loss in a cold track, you just watch her start throwing loops. Right. Deeper, deep. She never like, she doesn't go back to the same spot ever. She'll just sure. throw loops and then you'll see her choom, she'll shoot out of that loop. Like she, you know, she just has brain. She knows, <laughs> she knows the game and she knows how to figure all that out, but they don't yeah. all do that. <laughs> no. And that's the crazy thing because, you know, for me, a smart dog, like you're saying, they're going to figure that out, but it's at what point are they going to figure it out? You get a dog with a ton of drive. That's just trying to it smells a track it's supposed to run it goes that thing may run four or five six hundred yards whatever and then realize oh crap it's just gone you know what yeah. happened and then they yeah. can turn around you know and the smart ones and figure it out right but i've seen dogs that i mean they turn it around right now or they just never take the wrong way 
Like, yeah, yeah, it blows my mind that there are those dogs that just know. And unless you really think about it, you know, yeah, it's working out in theory. Like in theory, you're supposed to turn them loose and they go the right way and catch them. But yeah. really, I mean, it's 50, 50 odds. Yeah. In and a it, lot of for, ways until you factor me, in a dog. It's hard to wrap my head around it. Like how, how do they know, you know, how do they know where to make that turn or. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, impressive they're smarter. Sure. They're smarter yeah. than us. Paul. Well, I, I say, I've said that a hundred times, you know, the dogs, a lot of those dogs are smarter than 95% of the people I know, including myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the brains of the operation. That's right. I tell people I'm just a track finder is all I am. You know, they say, yeah, right. you, know, you do this, you do that. Well, no, it's not me. It's the dogs. The dogs deserve the credit. It's not. You're a taxi I just, too. I mean, you're a good yeah. chauffeur. Yeah, I drive the truck. I drive the hearse. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you hunting them in, in shifts then? Because that's a lot of dogs. I'm assuming you got a couple packs going. Yeah, I um, you know, this whole bear business is like they're like a they're like a football team. You know, you have your certain ones that do certain things. You you know, I have some that are great at baying bears, and some that are you know, if a bear wants to run, I get fast ones. So you gotta just kind of depends on the bear on who's gonna run on a given day. You know, sure. Some of your fast dogs <clears throat> might not get run for a few days because you're just they're just all walking, and then you got a few dogs that are working that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and some so, of them are just you know some of them are just they're just pack dogs. You know they they look good on a good chase, but <laughs> deep down you know what they are really. They're not they're not. You just got to be but, honest about it. <laughs> yeah, they fill the void. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, so going into cat season though, this is your happy time. This is yeah. This is well, what we Paul get with it. Oh yeah. What's a good size cat out there? I mean, I say any any tom like over thirty pounds is a is a nice big cat. Um, oh, I would too. We don't see many of those out there. You know, every you hear these guys talk about oh, forty pounders, forty pounders. They're just they're so few and far between. You know, I've kept records of all the cats we've killed, which probably close to four hundred, and I think there's been four or five legit cats that weighed forty pounds. The biggest one we ever killed was forty two. But you get up, you know, those big toms, 36, 38, you know, the, those are those are big cats. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. There was an old game warden in Maine that he always said there's no such thing as a 40-pound bobcat, but there is such thing as a 35-pound bobcat with five pounds of deer meat in his stomach. <laughs> and that's pretty true. That's <laughs> a good know, way to put it. It is, because these big toms are always pretty much generally deer killers. You're going to, you know, I hunt them in deer yards, and that's that's what they're doing there, you know. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've seen some videos of them taking down deer. That is wild. You know? Yeah, they, uh, I followed a lot of cats in the snow. And um, unlike a coyote, when a cat kills a deer, it's they're so efficient. It's like, it's a short, a real short chase. And the catch is like quick and the deer's dead. Right. You know, it's like they get on their back and they get them in the, in the throat or whatever. And it's over, you know, with a coyote, you know, that goes, it's. It's nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. Yeah, no. but I think the cats. I think once they learn it, you know, they and I've seen where twenty pound cats have killed deer, but it's just a. I think it's a learned thing. They're you know, efficient, just like yeah, it's like people. Some people are better hunters than others, and same way with predators. You know, there's some that are definitely better at it, and once they learn to, you know, once they learn they can kill a deer, I'm sure they don't mess with rabbits so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, shoot. I hope you have a good season. Yeah, I mean, if your cat season's as good as your bear season, you're going to be doing pretty good. The thing here with us, though, is like, is snow conditions. You know, the, the bear season. You know, I can, I know I can run every day. That's 
whatever you might get a rain day here or there but with our cat season it's it's so dependent on the snow because we get so much ice and you know crust and stuff here that will just screw you up but, you know you you always hope for a good you know 12 or 15 inches of powder snow but man down here in the we're close enough to the coast we just don't get that much of that right yeah well let's let's give you a little plug for your lodge again and where people can find you well the, so it's grand lake lodge main.com is the the lodge and laney's guide service.com is the, the website for the hunting business end of things so there's kind of two 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 businesses there i guess and where what part of maine are you guys out of we're in like i said called down east maine but over in the northeast corner of maine next to the pretty close to the new brunswick border so we're in washington county and grand lake stream you're way out there we're out there <laughs> about as far east as you can go yeah we're not far from the east and most point in the united states i mean we can be to eastport which is that is east and most point in the united states in 45 minutes you know right on yeah awesome man well i appreciate you coming back on we had some major technical difficulties in the beginning i was worried this wasn't gonna happen yeah a few hiccups but we got through it well that's what happens when you have a backup to the backup you know you gotta have it you got it man <laughs> yeah well thanks for coming on paul it was good catching up with you absolutely hopefully we'll get a recap from cat season hopefully yeah we can do that All right, bud.